Thank you for listening to an audio resource from Stanwich Church located in Greenwich and Stamford, Connecticut. The vision of Stanwich Church is to know Christ and make Him known. The Old Testament lesson for today is from 1 Kings chapter 10, verses 1 through 13. This can be found on page 342 of your pew Bible. Solomon's reputation had spread as far as the limits of the known world, prompting a visit from the queen of Sheba, who came to hear his wisdom firsthand. However, as impressed as she was with the king, the queen encountered something much greater, the glory of the God of Israel. A reading from 1 Kings chapter 10, beginning with the first verse. Now, when the queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord, she came to test him with hard questions. She came to Jerusalem with a very great retune, with camels bearing spices and very much gold and precious stones. And when she came to Solomon, she told him all that was on her mind, and Solomon answered all her questions. There was nothing hidden from the king that he could not explain to her. And when the queen of Sheba had seen all the wisdom of Solomon, the house that he had built, the food of his table, the seating of his officials, and the attendance of his servants, their clothing, his cupbearers, and his burnt offerings that he offered at the house of the Lord. There was no more breath in her. And she said to the king, the report was true that I heard in my own land of your words and of your wisdom, but I did not believe the reports until I came and my own eyes have seen it. And behold, the half was not told me. Your wisdom and prosperity surpassed the report that I heard. Happy are your men. Happy are your servants who continually stand before you and hear your wisdom. Blessed be the Lord your God, who has delighted in you and set you on the throne of Israel. Because the Lord loved Israel forever, He has made you king, that you may execute justice and righteousness. Then she gave the king 120 talents of gold and a very great quantity of spices and precious stones. Never again came such an abundance of spices as these that the queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. Moreover, the fleet of Hiram, which brought gold, from Ophir, brought from Ophir a very great amount of almagwood and precious stones. And the king made of the wood supports for the house of the Lord and for the king's house, also lyres and harps for the singers. No such almagwood had come or been seen to this day. And King Solomon gave to the queen of Sheba 
all that she desired, whatever she asked, besides what was given her by the bounty of King Solomon. So she turned and went back to her own land with her servants. May God add his blessing to the reading of his holy word. When I first met Mark and we started dating, I realized he was really intelligent. Not only was he a quantchock who understood the AI algorithms of the internet, but he also loved studying things like astrophysics, geopolitics, music, and the Christian faith. And not only did I think he was smart, but when he was little, his peers used to call him the professor. Our, our children have been desperate to get him on Cash Cab. Some of you know it's a trivia game show that's hosted out of the back of an unmarked New York City cab. Um, and as Mark would admit, he is the font of useless knowledge. <laughs> but not only does he have knowledge, he also has EQ, emotional intelligence. And that is he can understand how people feel and what their motives are. And with all that, he has discernment about what's coming. We talk about him being able to see around corners. Now, he and I would both say all of those things are gifts from God. And I know personally that when I have questions and concerns, I'd love to ask him about them and to seek his insight. Mark is a wise guy. But even with all that insight, there are times that both of us feel stuck with unanswered life questions. We recognize that there are limits to what we can know and to what we can make sense of. And that's true for all of us. We are finite. There are realities in our lives that don't make sense. And there are situations we don't always know how to handle in God-honoring ways. We wait on answers from a source that is higher than us. Now that seeking answers and understanding is exactly what drew the Queen of Sheba on that long journey to go to Israel and meet with their king. She was a woman of great wealth and fame, and despite her affluence and her influence, she still had questions. There was still something missing. The Queen of Sheba was curious. We sometimes look at others that have more than we do, and we think, well, they can't have any needs. But the reality is that even the Queen of Sheba had needs and had questions that were unanswered. And she came seeking those to the God who cared enough for this wealthy foreign woman to give her answers, and that was himself. In our ongoing study of 1 Kings, we see that King Solomon's reputation as a wise and wealthy king has spread far and wide. The way God blessed him and the people of his kingdom has gained international attention. So let me tell you a little bit more about that Queen of Sheba. She was a powerful female ruler. She was wise, rich, and a Gentile from a flourishing trade kingdom in southwest Arabia, today known as Yemen. And they had the benefit there of sea trade with India and South Africa to get luxury items and take them by caravan to Damascus and Gaza through the Arabian desert. 
She seems to have every material possession, but she still is lacking. She was drawn to the great Solomon and knew his God was behind his wisdom. And today's passage details her words and her feelings, which are rare insights in scripture, especially from a woman's perspective. And I want to read to you now, we're going to just start at that very beginning with a few of the key verses. As I do so, I want you to listen and try to imagine the scene. And I'm going to read to you, and you're welcome to follow along with me on from verses 1 and 2. Now, when the queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord, she came to test him with hard questions. She came to Jerusalem with a very great retinue with camels bearing spices, and very much gold and precious stones. And when she came to Solomon, she told him all that was on her mind. I want to think with you just about that moment. You've got a huge caravan. You have all these camels carrying gold and precious gems and spices. Later we're told it's more spices than ever again was given to Israel in their history. And not only that, she has a whole group of followers along. Can you imagine being an onlooker in Jerusalem, seeing this group arrive? And those followers may have been thinking, is this journey really worth it? How great is this king of Israel? Is it worth all of this? I imagine a scene out of Aladdin. And notice from this first verse, we already see she's connecting Solomon with God with the wisdom coming from God. She's a learned woman, and she comes to test him with hard questions. And in those days, it was common to do so by using riddles and seeing how smart the other person was to be able to answer them. And so I want to share with you just one sort of picture out of history. Um, This was done in 1430, and it's from an illuminated manuscript. You see it here. And it's describing the scene of the Queen of Sheba asking questions of Solomon. You may notice that there is a statue in the foreground implying a royal court. And then we also have the Queen of Sheba, who happens to be standing above King Solomon, putting him to the test. And notice how her line coming out of her head is empty, meaning it's a riddle. There's not an answer. And Solomon, his name is the name that God had given him, and it's the gift of wisdom God gave him that he's able to pour out and speak forth to convince her. Um, So I love that image, Uh, just a picture of their relationship. Let's look as they continue to meet what happens in that exchange, and we'll look at the end of verse 2 and 3. You may recall I said, and when she came to Solomon, she told him all that was on her mind. And Solomon answered all her questions. There was nothing hidden from the king that he could not explain to her. And I want to pause just there. To imagine this exchange, you've got this wise king and this wise queen. And I imagine there was a real match of intellects going on in this exchange. And what an audience for both of them to be in. We get the sense that she shared things not only of her mind, but also of her heart. Eugene Peterson, in his translation, The Message, said, this wasn't just a test. It was more than that. She talked about all the things that she cared about, emptying her heart to him. Solomon answered everything she put to him, 
Nothing stumped him. And I just think about this really as an unfolding love story. And I think, you know, Mark and I certainly are not a king of Solomon and a queen of Sheba, but um, there are times in our conversations over the dinner table that, we, that I just sort of feel in awe um, as we're having an exchange, as I'm learning from him. I'm always sort of amazed, you know that? How do you know that? Where did you learn this? Um, but her quick question shifted of Solomon. They began with doubt that he was as good as she had been told, to then honestly seeking his wisdom. After hearing him talk, seeing his palace, the order of his court, the lavish food and hospitality, even the clothing of his servants, and then his elaborate worship of his God, she comes away from the exchange, as we're told in the text, there was no more breath in her. Now, other translations say she was breathless, overwhelmed. It took her breath away. And there are a lot of things that can take our breath away. For some of us, it's the majesty of nature. I remember standing on the rim of the Grand Canyon for the first time and having my breath taken away. It could be a powerful moment of music or witnessing the birth of a child. Can you picture one of your own breathtaking moments. In times when we feel so overcome and breathless, we're getting a little taste of heaven. It's what happened for the queen. In this breathless state, she may have fallen in love with Solomon, but it's even more than this. This woman who had everything is awed by Solomon's God. And she tells Solomon, I didn't believe all I heard, but your wisdom and wealth is so far beyond what I could imagine. Happy, lucky, blessed are your people and those who serve you, who get to be around you and stand before you and hear your wisdom. And she goes on to praise Solomon's God. Let's look together at verse 9 to see what she says. Blessed be the Lord your God, who is delighted in you, And set you on the throne of Israel. Because the Lord loved Israel forever, he has made you king that you may execute justice and righteousness. And what that's telling us is that wisdom had a purpose. Solomon was to execute justice and righteousness. And with God's wisdom, we see he treats his servants and officials well. He brings order and justice to those under his authority. In seeking God's wisdom, Solomon was blessed, and so were many others. But not only did this foreign queen praise Solomon's God, she also lavished the king with gifts, the gold and spices and precious stones. And he, in turn, gifted her back. Some say this exchange of gifts was actually a trade agreement. He gave her all that she desired, whatever she asked, even beyond all that he had presented as a gift. And notice what is happening throughout this story. God is sharing his wisdom with those outside the circle of Israel. Like Rahab, Ruth, and Jethro, we see Gentiles earnestly desiring to join the people of Israel. Through their stories, we get a glimpse of God's expansive heart, 
desiring that all nations, tongues, and tribes come into his fold. The Queen of Sheba came from the ends of the earth seeking truth and wanting answers that had real and eternal value. And she met Solomon, who had that missing piece. His wisdom led her to worship Yahweh, the one true God. I had lunch with my good friend, Rabbi Mitch, from Temple Shalom a few months ago, and I told him I'm getting to preach on Queen of Sheba. So he gave me his take on some of it, including some possible interpretations or of the riddles that were going on there. But for now, what I want to point out to you is he mentioned Jewish scholars believe that the Queen of Sheba did become a convert to the God of the Bible as a result of her time with Solomon. Some traditions say that Solomon even married her and that she left bearing his son. Now, while our text may not be explicit about the details, one thing is clear. She was so impressed by Solomon, it led her to worship his God. But this is not all. The Queen of Sheba appears again in the scriptures. And she was important enough that Jesus used her as an example Jesus was gathering with the crowds and the multitudes that had come out, and he knew that they were really there just because they were looking for miracles. And so he decided to use the story of the Queen of Sheba and King Solomon as an example to them and to challenge them. We hear this account in Luke 11, verse 31. The Queen of the South will rise up at the judgment with the men of this generation and condemn them. For she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, something greater than Solomon is here. Now notice in that verse, Jesus is commending her for her curiosity and her desire for wisdom. She came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. He also says God will raise her up at the time of judgment to condemn the people of his day. She is to play a part in God's unfolding story. And Jesus says that he himself is the one greater than Solomon who has come to them, but they're missing it, and they're going to be judged for not receiving Jesus. And as great and wise as King Solomon was, He was not a perfect man. He strayed and was not always true to God. It was clear someone else was needed to set things right and to be the perfect king, someone who could restore our broken relationship with God and bring us back to himself. Now, Jesus is not the man with the answers. Jesus is the answer to our sin and our brokenness. He died and rose to show us how much God loves us. This meeting between King Solomon and Queen of Sheba reminds me of God's great love. He meets us where we are with all our questions and concerns. And he loves to lavish us with good gifts beyond what we could ask or imagine. But the gift that is far better than gold and precious jewels, to which nothing can compare, 
is God's wisdom found in the person of Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 1 tells us this. We preach Christ crucified, Christ the power and wisdom of God. Christ is the power and wisdom of God. And that power and wisdom is in us so that we can love and serve others in the way that God intended. Let me ask you, are there queens of Sheba in your life? Maybe there are friends who come to your home, or maybe it's even in the workplace, and they have questions, and they're curious, and they're asking you about you, and knowing you're a person of faith, they want to understand more. They may have questions that only the God of the Bible can answer. Maybe you, like Solomon, are meant to introduce them to the one who can rescue and redeem them. But I guess in some ways, we're all a little like Queen Sheba. We are on a journey. We all have areas that we're seeking answers. And we can go to Jesus with those questions. What is that that you're asking God for today? We can ask Jesus the power and wisdom of God for discernment. And I want to leave you with a promise God's promise to you in James 1, verse 5, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. Notice that God gives to all, no matter your wealth or lack of it, your background or IQ. All who ask receive, and God gives wisdom without condemning us. May we have the hospitality of King Solomon and the curiosity and desire for God of Queen of Sheba. As we bring our questions to God, we receive more of Jesus, his wisdom and power to be a blessing for others. Amen. To learn more about the mission and vision of Stanwich Church and how you can get involved, please visit stanwichchurch.org.